Hey, I know you're probably driving or running or cleaning the house or doing something else when you're listening to this, but look, if you're a B2B marketer and you need to start generating revenue from your marketing, then you have to check out our 12-week program, the B2B Incubator. It's built for small, in-house B2B marketing teams with limited time and budget. We give you the strategy, the templates, and the tools to start driving revenue, not just leads. So if you're ready to act on all the advice Kevin and I give you, next time you take that first sip of coffee in the morning, make sure you head to the B2B Incubator and apply now. There's only 10 spots available per cohort with our next one launching at the end of May, 2024. Remember, the B2B Incubator, apply now so you don't miss out. We've had B2B marketing managers, CMOs, marketers in demand generals, content leads, and more all go through this program and they're currently executing the demand strategies that they've created. Some are now even contributing as much as 80% of the pipeline to their business after working through it. Make sure you check out the b2bincubator.com and apply now to start driving more demand and more revenue for your brand. Okay, let's get on with the show. Welcome to the B2B Playbook Podcast. Each week, we discuss strategies and tactics to help B2B businesses grow online. We're your hosts, Kevin and George, a couple of digital marketing professionals. We've waded through the noise and made the mistakes so you don't have to. The B2B world has changed and you need to put your customers at the heart of your marketing. We'll cover how you can use our framework, the five Bs, to create a brand that customers are ready to buy from, love and advocate for. We'll get insights from successful people in the industry and cover the latest trends to keep you on the cutting edge of the B2B world. If you're interested in B2B marketing strategies and tactics that work, then this podcast is for you. Subscribe to get the latest from the B2B playbook first. Remember, successful B2B marketing starts with the buyer. Welcome back to the B2B Playbook. Kevin, listeners, my goodness, here we are at season five. It's meant to be the fifth step in our 5Bs framework. We said we were going to do one season per step in the framework. We thought, Kevin, it would take us roughly 100 episodes to get through all five stages of the framework. We uh, we blew out a bit, Kev. We got to episode 100 <laughs> and we only got through the first four out of 5Bs in our 5Bs framework. Kev, What's season five going to be all about? Well, George, season five is about be the best. And as you said, we have blown out a little bit. We're here on episode 102, in fact. Not as nice and round a number as we'd hoped. Too many good guests, mate. Too many good guests. <laughs> We're making too many good friends on LinkedIn and they're sharing their wisdom. So great, great reason to be not perfectly aligned as my personality dictates. But here we are on episode 102. We're talking about be the best, which is the final step in our 5Bs framework. And it is season five of the podcast, as we said. Now, the podcast is all about our step-by-step evergreen framework, the 5Bs. It's all about building that sustainable framework for growing your B2B marketing. Those 5Bs are be ready, be helpful, be seen, be better, and be the best. And last season, we actually spoke in very long length about the fourth B, be better, And before that, it was be ready, be helpful, and be seen. So those four Bs have hopefully set you up for success by first ensuring that you deeply understand your dream customers, that's be ready, and also that you're creating content that's helpful to those dream customers, which has started to build a relationship of trust with them online 
and position you as an expert. That would be helpful. We then looked at how to amplify all that helpful content that you're putting out there to the right people and therefore accelerate your growth. And that was be seen. And in the last season, we spoke about how to optimize your B2B marketing workflow that you've built already in the first three stages to maximize your impact. And that was be better. And so this season, we're covering the fifth B, be the best. This episode is an overview of this season and what we'll cover. And we'll start that in this episode by looking at what does be the best mean? and some of the key principles and areas that we'll look at this season to future-proof your B2B marketing, whether that's your own career or the company that you work in. And Kev, to leave no doubt in our listeners' minds, look, what we're doing here on the B2B Playbook is we're giving away our framework for demand generation. When Kev and I got deep into B2B marketing, we couldn't find how to actually create demand. Everyone says you've got to create demand. You've got to build trust with people if you want them to buy from you in B2B. If we searched high and low, we couldn't find like a cohesive framework telling us what to do when. And this is what we're giving to you, right? We're building and creating and sharing the resource that Kevin and I wish that we had when we first got into the B2B world. Now, the first three Bs of our five Bs framework, they really laid those foundations. They're the non-negotiables, the essentials that you need to get down in your business. Season four was all about optimizing that. And season five, now we're really talking about how to take this to the next level. All right, Kev, be the best. We said it's about taking it to the next level, but can you tell us like, what does it actually mean and how should our listeners approach it? So at this point in the journey, listeners, you're probably already the expert. You've got that market position as an expert and you're known for it. You've done all that hard work, all that legwork to build yourself up as that expert. And you've really optimized and cemented that position when you go through all the optimizing stuff that we talked about last season. But this is the point where you can't rest on your laurels. Changes happen very quickly in the marketing space, as we all know. And in general, with things like AI and generative AI really coming to the fore, as we've spoken about in previous episodes, it's just going to get quicker. So being the best is all about what to explore to make sure that you and your company and your marketing stay evergreen and continue to be the leaders in your industry. In doing so, we hope that you start to see the 5Bs framework as a circular process that continues to deliver improvements and it's not actually a linear path from one to five and that's it. You keep reiterating and going back through the framework. And this becomes clearer as we dive in. So let's talk about exactly what we'll cover in this season in detail. Before we jump into that, Kev, that's a really great point that the 5 Beast framework is a circular process. I think when I first drew out the little logo for the 5 Beast framework, Kev, I actually did it as a staircase with each step being a stage in the 5 Bs. But I guess that suggests that you're going to a destination and there's an infinite number of steps. Maybe we need to revisit that logo and turn it into something that's more circular. Everyone loves a flywheel. What consultant doesn't love a flywheel? Let's turn it into a flywheel. Yeah, let's turn it into a flywheel. Maybe some sort of infinite imaginary staircase that keeps looping up. (laughs) And I'm sure we can do some illustrations that really messes with people's minds. But the idea here, listeners, as George said, is to start to think about it as a flywheel, as a circular process. So let's talk about the topics that we'll cover this season. Firstly, we're going to be looking at some overarching concepts. And then we're going to look at some further areas of study. And finally, we're going to touch on some topical themes as we do from time to time in this podcast and talk about how you should look at those topical themes and relate them back to the framework. George, overarching concepts. 
The first one we've already covered, and that is to start to think about the framework as something that's circular, something that you can iterate on and continue to go back to the start of the framework again and again. It'll be easier the second time around, but it is important to go back to make sure that you keep being the expert and the leader in your industry. The second key concept that we'll talk about is sharpening the saw. So this idea really came from the seven habits of highly successful people, but I think it's very applicable when we look at our framework as well. And that's about balancing all parts of the framework and looking after yourself and your career in the process as well. We often tend to focus in on one area. For example, when George and I started, we were very much in the B scene area. That's our background, performance marketing, but we quickly saw the importance of needing to dedicate enough time to all parts of the framework to really succeed. I'm excited for both of those initial concepts, Kev, to go into them and discuss them. Because the first one, when it comes to the circular framework, we said that the five Bs is a framework that you need to keep running through again and again. And the more we use it, the more we realize that it's not a one and done for the business. It's really every time you define your go-to-market strategy or revise your go-to-market strategy, you should be at least revisiting those fundamental first three Bs. You need to go back to deeply understanding the customer, finding out what their pain points are, finding a new segment, looking at what activities you need to do to build relationships in that segment, and then looking at how can you scale that and look to close that demand. So you need to do those things again and again and again. It's not a one and done activity. And Kev, when it comes to sharpening the saw and balancing the different parts of the framework, and even looking after yourself and your career in the process, look, that's what we're here to do is we're here to make our B2B marketers' lives better. And a big part of that is understanding their day-to-day challenges. It's no good if Kevin and I just sit up here on our high horse saying, do customer research and run ads and do this and do that. But we know that you guys are caught up doing so much of the day-to-day work. And so we really come at that from a point of empathizing with you guys and looking at how do you actually practically go about rolling this out in an organization. And listeners, it might sound a little daunting, as I said before, to have to start the framework again. But really, I want to iterate again that it really isn't the case. You have gone through the process already intuitively a lot of the parts of the framework without having to go back to your notes or go back through all the detail. You have that framework in mind, hopefully, and you'll be able to pull relevant pieces very quickly on the fly. In fact, the feeling that we get after running the framework so many times is that you'll know instinctively which areas to look back in again. You'll know the direction to go in. You'll know what to analyze if you don't know right off the bat. And it gives you a lot of confidence to know that you have something to fall back on to redirect you and to give you a new direction if you are getting a little stuck. So definitely a positive thing. And we really want you to start to think about it in that way. And George, the final overarching concept that we wanted to talk about within the season is thinking outside the framework. Now that sounds a little like thinking outside the box and it really isn't that much different to that concept the idea that you know with the advent of ai with the advent of so many changes in the social media marketing space what do you do with all that the key concept comes down to you can think outside the framework but digital marketing is nothing new nor is b2b marketing a lot of the marketing concepts still apply It doesn't work in silos. There's cross-functional examples that can be applied to great success. It's all just about thinking about things from a different light from time to time. One example is when we talked to Timbo on the podcast, 
he had the idea around sending gifts and lead intros with packages and care packages before you even have a meeting with people. Now, gifting and setting up a sale for success, a sales call for success, that's nothing new. But in this day and age, you can start to adapt that to sending gifts in the post and more relevant things that you can personalize these days. Same concept, but just different tactic to actually realize that. And you should do this for your dream customers, your dream 100, and even your partners. Go back and try and look at things from a different lens. Think outside the lens that you've applied before. Reapply the framework even, but try and give yourself a different lens when you look at the processes already built into your framework and your marketing processes. Some tips here, make it personal, make it funny if that's appropriate. Make it memorable and do it as often as you can. These are the things that we found have really helped us provide a different lens to our set in stone processes that we try and improve when we come to reviewing them. And if all that seems a bit much, just focus on how you do it. And how you do it is you follow your Dream 100 properly. Go back to that Dream 100 list, make sure you refresh it, see what's changed, focus on those changes and let that guide you in terms of how you would change your processes as well. You'll be surprised at how many things you can make personal, how many things you can change along the way. And one example that we always like to go back to is when we sent Budgie Smugglers to Timbo because we listened to his latest podcast and we knew that he was keen swimmer and that brand resonated with him. So make sure you go back and follow your dream 100. All right, folks, quick breather here. In my time in B2B marketing, generally I've come to realize that there are just certain tools that can be an absolute game changer. And that's why I'm really excited to talk about Leadfeeder. Uh, it's a tool that helps you cut through the data and turn those website visitors into solid leads and opportunities for your business. Leadfeeder shows you which companies are checking out your site, tracking their behavior, and it integrates all of this with your CRM. And the result is it's basically like a secret weapon for targeted lead engagement, and it really makes it easier for your team to convert website traffic into sales. Head to leadfeeder.com, give it a free demo, and you'll also get a free extended premium trial when you let the rep know that you found out about Leadfeeder through the B2B Playbook podcast. That's leadfeeder.com. Okay, check it out. Back to the show. Yeah, they're all just tactics that you can use to execute the framework. And the framework's always there. The framework doesn't need to change, but the tactics you use can definitely change. So look, if the goal is ultimately building a relationship with a dream customer or a dream influencer of your potential customers, look at what is the best way to reach out to them. We sent Timbo Budgie Smugglers in the mail because... I, we figured no one does it anymore. That's a great way to get his attention. It was a hyper-personalized gift. 30 years ago, that was probably a technique that a lot of people did. Like gifting was probably much, much bigger back then because everyone was probably trying to get in touch with you via direct mail. So your mailbox was full. But now everyone's trying to do things the digital way, which leaves people's mailboxes empty. So that's a tactic that we're using. And who knows, maybe things will shift and then people will get onto it and people's mailboxes will be really full again and we'll be trying something else. But the point is, Try out these different tactics to help execute the framework in a way that makes more sense at this current point in time. Well, George, the next area of episodes that we're going to talk about in season five is some future areas of study. And these are really more broader concepts that we like to talk about or even more specific concepts that we like to revisit that we think 
in that stage of be the best, they become more important, whether that's because you now have the capacity to take them on or because they're actually potentially the bottlenecks in your journey for your customers or even a quicker way to scale up. These are the concepts that we'll talk about in this future areas of study collection of episodes. And we'll start that by probably talking about neuroscience marketing. This is an area that George is very much interested in. So I'll hand it over to him to introduce. Yeah, I've been reading quite a few books around neuroscience, Kevin, and testing different things for us and our clients around there. And it's really about looking at the human brain and people who run experiments over time to see how can we as marketers influence the human brain to get the outcome that we want. I suppose it might be a little bit manipulative, Kev, if you view it in a negative light. But look, we always love to be helpful. We would never try and sell something to someone who didn't need it. But it's just about giving ourselves every chance of trying to make that dream customer's life better, if you will, Kev. And neuroscience and neuromarketing gives us a few different ways that we can do that. I'll probably be leaning quite heavily on a couple of books, Kev, that I keep close on the shelf behind me, actually and take some of the key principles and examples from those, some of my favorites and share them there and save you guys going ahead and trying to read them all yourself. There'll be some really actionable things that you can take away and do as someone that's in a small team. You don't need a huge budget to do these. You don't need big focus groups. So very excited to share that. The next future area of study is one that is really more of a revisit and it's the offer. Again, one that George is very much interested in. So again, I'll hand the floor to him. Yeah, the offer, look, Kev, this probably could have almost gone back into season one, but the offer is really about how do we craft an offer that makes it a complete no-brainer for your dream customer? There's some techniques and exercises that you guys can actually do to do that, to really position yourself in a way that your customer would just feel stupid saying no to you. I'm very, very interested in that. The offer makes selling so much easier when it's a good offer. So it'll be a great one to dig into. And a very good example of what we mean in that overarching concept about a circular framework. Going back to stage one, as George said, re-looking at your offer and seeing if it still aligns and how you can make it better. So then the next area of future study is education. So this this whole area of content and products and services that you can start to build around your expert knowledge. And you might already be doing a lot of this already. Maybe you have a podcast, maybe you have content written out there. Maybe you're already doing consulting and engagement in your area of expertise, but it's about formalizing some of that into an educational program. A lot of businesses, as you see out there, they have their own educational entities, whether it's called an academy or a university or whatever it might be. It's a collection of educational material that helps you get more into an area. One example is obviously the B2B playbook. We've built this educational collection of services and resources for you to use. And effectively, it's just an advanced version of positioning yourself as the expert. But I think in formalizing it into an educational program, it helps you to look at it and learn more from it in building that process as well. So really formalizing it really helps you to start making it more scalable, but at the same time, really hone in and solidify your understanding and your position as an expert. Yeah, look, it's something that HubSpot have done incredibly well, right? Like you don't need the resources of HubSpot to do it. They've built so many great educational content and programs for salespeople, marketing, basically every single job title that would use their product, they've built out courses for them, which is an incredible way to attract people to your business. 
but you don't need their resource to do that. We've done that at the B2B Playbook. When people go through our program, the B2B Incubator, they go and make their own demand engine, something similar as well that they have for their own business as well. And often they're just a lonely in-house marketer or there's one other person there doing it. So you don't need to have the resources of HubSpot to do it. You just need to have the know-how and you need some subject matter expertise. And the final one there for future areas of study is dealing with scale. So I'm sure many of you hitting at that stage where you have a process in place, you have a lot of workflows in your B2B marketing, you're starting to deal with scale. Things like how to build a team, the tools that you need to upgrade, the operational systems that you need to put in place to make sure things are ticking along. We'll go into that in more detail. Hopefully we'll have a few expert guests on as always to talk about that in even more detail than we can because that's something that we're still learning along the way as we scale. But I think one key concept that we go back to in this area is if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But if it is broke, don't leave it for too long. <laughs> Kev, I think your definition of what's broken versus mine is quite different. So maybe definitions <laughs> will be important around there. I'm a little more fast and loose. Cool. As we know, listeners, just before we started this podcast, Kevin and I did an email inbox review where Kevin basically just looks at what emails I have left dormant in there that need to be addressed. And it's his very polite <laughs> way of making sure we're on top of things. <laughs> somebody's got to do it george somebody's got to do it <laughs> but those are sort of the uh, things that you'll have to start looking at as you scale and put in processes to make sure that you're dealing with them appropriately and in time the final category of episodes that we'll talk about is quite interesting it's topical themes that we sometimes do on the podcast i think more and more it becomes relevant as the speed of change picks up in our space more and more we'll have topical themes to talk about very quickly but an overarching theme that i think you'll see through our previous episodes and in this season as well is that the hot new thing might come and go very quickly and seem to recur quite often but our thoughts are always that there's always a way to apply our framework to that new theme to that new topical issue there's a way to think through it and there's certain things that don't change but there's a way for you to make the most of those trending topics, new trends and things like that. And so a couple of examples that we'll probably talk about that happens a lot in the B2B space is that B2B is really becoming a lot more like B2C, right? There's a lot more personalization, there's a lot more individual and a big call for it to be not boring, but really how do we do that? How important is it to build that trust and brand in B2B as it was in B2C for a long time? How can we look at that in light of the 5B's framework and how maybe some of the B2B stuff is actually translating back to the B2C space these days. So that's definitely a topical issue that we'll look at. And then I think another one very interestingly, and that's been happening over, over quite a few years now, is with all these privacy changes and ad policy changes, Meta or Facebook as a platform has changed a lot and what you can do and can't do on it has changed a lot. So it's actually caused a lot of investment into other channels like Google Ads, but then with generative AI and AI chatbots coming in, that's going to be a big disruptor for search results. So how does that change the paid media landscape? And we give obviously our view on that future direction as well, but also as a general reminder, again, we'll probably be talking about the fact that you should focus in on the framework and follow your dream customers because all those things are tactics, 
and your dream customers are the true compass in your journey. Yeah, those topical things are very fun to discuss and look at what we think it means for the technical execution side of things in the short term. But at the end of the day, Kev, we're always going to say, look, just go back to the framework. Go back to the framework. Don't get so caught up in the weeds and the drama of what people are saying right now. If you stick to the framework, you'll be safe. Everything will be okay. But yeah, very excited to get into those more topical themes. Well, that's about it, George. That is the season and the rough structure that we'll cover. I think the key to this season is to prepare you listeners to continue your B2B marketing journey and to be able to apply our philosophy behind the 5Bs framework to continue to improve it for yourself. As we said from day one, the framework is just that. It's a framework that you add to over time and to really make it your own. And that's hopefully what we'll be able to leave you with at the end of this season in particular. And not just to be able to execute the framework as it currently exists, but importantly, to start adapting it to whatever the future throws at us. And hopefully it brings things full circle, circular framework. And we're excited to get now into the final stage of our framework. And I will add, listeners, first of all, if you're new here, thank you so much for joining us. Please go back and listen to the podcast in order. Kevin and I designed the podcast to be listened to step by step. We literally shared our framework episode by episode. In particular, the first three seasons are the fundamental ones that you need to get in place for your business. Keep listening from now. Like season five is going to be a fun season, but really try and go back and grab those fundamentals if you have the time. Yeah, we weren't as interesting when we first started. Maybe we've improved just slightly, but hopefully you'll still get a lot of value because the content behind it is still there. It's still very good and valid today. <laughs> yeah, the content's there, the performance, maybe not so much from us, Kev. But hey, I'd like <laughs> to think we got at least a little bit better each week. That's it, listeners. You can find everything we discuss in the show notes. Next week, we'll start to dive deeper into being the best and what that entails and start to deeply look at some of those overarching concepts that we covered this episode, including how to circle back on the framework and striking the balance in the process with sharpening the saw. We're grateful that each week, more and more marketers are tuning in every Monday. If we can ask one thing, it would be to please pass on the show to someone that you think would get value from it. And also check us out on YouTube. It's an amazing help to us and we'd really, really appreciate it. Thank you, George. Thank you, listeners. And take care and see you next week. Thank you, Kev. Thank you, listeners. Take care and looking forward to chatting with you next week. A quick note before you go, listeners. You can find more great content and get in touch with us at theb2bplaybook.com. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and our newsletter while you're there to get the latest news, tips, and resources from our playbook. We'll be back the same day and same time with another episode next week. Thanks for tuning in to the B2B Playbook. Remember, successful B2B marketing starts with the buyer.